Now, from the Spinnaker Radio Studios, critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films, your host, Ben Gordon. All right, guys, welcome to the Doc G Show. This is the Christmas special of the Doc G Show, full of nog, spreading cheer. We may even dish out a couple of Christmas miracles, you know? We may do that. Talking about spreading cheer, Eric Cirillo here making the ladies and supplement makers happy every Christmas season. Eric, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I think that's the best intro you've ever had for me. (laughs) Well, usually it's just sort of like, oh, Eric's over there too. Oh, oh, he's here. Oh, this guy, he's just here, but no, great. I'm great, great to be here. Great to be back. It's been a few weeks. It Uh, has been. We had, we had Claude and we had Terrence on last week, which was very fun. Two sides of an NBA coin, and we flipped it all night long. And I'm sure Terrence was consistently wrong, which he usually is, so. He made a lot of noises whenever Claude would say things. Oh, yeah. You know, those kind of noises. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Also sitting in the show today, in the studio, we have longtime friend of the show and bassist for Big Thunder, Rumblefish, Jake Parler. Yes! Jake, how we doing? Doing great, man. It's always a good day to be on the Doc G Show. Jake, you've been doing a lot of shopping for Christmas? Um, not really. Uh, um, what, how many days do we have till Christmas? Uh, we have three days till Christmas. Yeah, so I should probably get on that, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it depends on how you much you actually care about the people that you're getting presents for. Well, that made me feel really good, Ben. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. There's a lot of commercials out there telling us to buy things, right? Agreed. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to check. I've I've been seeing a lot of Chevy commercials lately. They got a whole line of commercials now with the dude with the business casual sweater, and he's got the serious beard, as I call it. You know, I have more of what people call a homeless beard, um, but now it's trendy to have a beard, and he's got more of that, you know, well-maintained in the workplace beard. And Chevy, they're trying to get to all their buyers, you know, with the guy in the business casual and the and the serious beard to narrate their commercials. Anyways, I noticed they got a lot of commercials out there, but their commercials never advertise Corvettes. Hmm. They never have sales on Corvettes. They never put them in their commercials like their other cars. And if you go to a Chevy dealership, it's not even beside the other cars. It's all by itself, like this whole other brand. And I realized a perfect analogy for it. Corvette is like the really, really, really hot girl that came from the completely unattractive family. Let's call this girl Corey. See what I did there? (laughs) Clever. Right? Okay. So let's call her Corey. Um, 
You know that girl, though. Let's say you met Corey one day at, at high school. Extremely hot. She says all the right things. Wears all the right clothes. And you're like, I'll do anything to be with that girl. Then one day you have an award ceremony at the school where all the parents are invited to. And you see Corey come in with her parents. And her dad comes in wearing a tank top and jeans, looking like he's straight out of an episode of Cops. Her mom looks like she may have not been out of the house for like the last eight years and direct sunlight may kill her. Her brother looks like he'll be lucky if he graduates the fifth grade. And she's standing awkwardly beside them, trying to be loose as loosely associated with them as possible. That's a Corvette in the parking lot being beside a Chevy Sonic and a Chevy Cruze and an Equinox. Mm. Now I know there are a lot of listeners out there that are like, hey, hey, what about the Camaro? That's a pretty nice car. Don't worry, I thought of the Camaro too. That's Corey's trashy cousin, right? That's Cameron. She's pretty hot. And some days you can definitely see like getting getting it in with Cameron and you can see the relationship between Corey and Cameron. But at the end of the day, you know there's a 50-50 chance that Cameron's going to graduate high school or she's going to end up working at her dad's miniature golf slash storage center slash rifle shooting range for the rest of her life because she got knocked up by the manager there. Well, that's what's happening, huh? Okay. Listen, all right? We've got a great show, and I'm excited about this show. And I know we've got a lot of Corvettes out there listening to this show. Am I right, Jake? That is correct. Fantastic. Okay. So we've got the fitness news. And not just the fitness news this week. We've got the fitness countdown of the best fitness stories that we've had on this show for the whole year. So we're going to have a countdown of the five best stories. That's exciting. We've also got who's wearing their birthday suit. And I'll be a little bit of a spoiler on that right away. It's a female this time. That's the first female we've had as far as a birthday suit wear, so that's pretty exciting. We've got the sports section, of course. That's very exciting, and here's the most exciting part of the Christmas special. We've got the band Lonely Highway in the studio today to interview. Very exciting. We're going to hear some great songs from them, um, and we're also going to interview them, talk to the band, get to know them a little bit better, see what they're up to. So... And obviously, to end the show, we've got the Paul Rudd wrap-up. Yes! And that just makes everybody's heart warm for the Christmas season. Am I right, Eric? Everyone loves Paul Rudd. Exactly. So, first things first, let's get to the birthday suit. Here's the first clue. Eric, are you ready? I am ready to go. I'm feeling good about this one today. I'm going to get it. Now, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate Jake. Jake, you can't... uh, put in guesses because you're too close to my outline that you could see who it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, Jake, so shove it. (laughs) So, okay, here's the first clue. Our famous birthday suit wearer is an American lady born in 1993 in Nantucket, Massachusetts. That's all we got. Famous birthday suit wearer, famous lady, born in 1993, so a a young lady born in Nantucket, Massachusetts. Any idea? Just from that, Eric. 
Well, unfortunately, since it's a woman, no. I was going to say, if it's a man, I'm quite familiar with this rhyme that we used to say back in the day. But that's an old man from Nantucket. This would have to be a young man from Nantucket. I know. I'm just saying it's still... <laughs> mean, like, well, with with the way things are today, it could be uh, it could be a woman now, so you never know. Well, hey, it could be Caitlin. <laughs> You're right. It could be. All right. Well, we're gonna come back to the famous birthday suit wear. Right now, we're gonna move on to fitness news. Jebediah, hit us with the good stuff. And now the news. Oh, classic Jebediah. Jeb. You have a good holiday, full of nog, full of cheer, full of whatever people named Jebediah do on Christmas. Am I right, Eric? Yes! He's going to be taking puffs of an inhaler all day long. I already know it. I don't know what kind of inhaler you're talking about, but... Uh, well, he always I sounds like he's gasping for air. I'm sorry, Jeb. No disrespect to you, but you're gonna, you need an oxygen tank. You're going to piss him off again, and he's going to hate us. That is n- unnecessary. <laughs> all right? So... I said, as we said before, that we are going to go through the five top fitness uh, news updates that we had throughout the year. And number five on the list is what we call Fargo Fitness. Let's go ahead and listen to the clip of Fargo Fitness. In other fitness news, the Valley News Live and Fargo, North Dakota, released a story titled, Social Media Star Stops in Fargo, Inspiring the Fitness Community. Rob Bailey, owner of Flag Nor Fail, is touring the country, and he made an announcement on Snapchat that he'd be coming to Fargo. After picking up some hitchhikers on his way to Fargo, he stopped at the Metroflex gym to work out with some of his fans. I think the more interesting fact about this story is about how it's an actual story in North Dakota. No offense to all of our listener, if that, from North Dakota, but the sights and attractions of North Dakota aren't really headliners of the good old U.S. of A. How about you, Eric? Ever take a trip through the Dakotas, maybe with that Harley mama on your way to uh, Sturge's bike show? Uh, No, I can't say I have. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't grow a beard, so I can't get a Harley. Um, I can. I think that's, that's hilarious that... You know the two most just irrelevant states in America. Sorry, not to be disrespectful, but just being honest, the Dakotas. Don't and- worry. Last time I checked, we actually didn't have any listeners from Dakotas. So, all right, Fargo Fitness man Rob Bailey, yes, doing some fitness activities in North Dakota. Jake, have you ever been to North Dakota? No, but I uh, I hear they have a good football team, and I saw a movie about North Dakota Fargo. Fargo, did you actually see that movie? That's actually the movie I saw. How'd you guess? Did Was it good? Uh, I mean, I liked it. William H. Macy, it's like one of my favorite actors of all time. Hmm. Eric, did you see Fargo? I didn't, but funny thing is, my parents always talk about that movie and how much they hated it. Oh. <laughs> hmm. well, Isn't Steve Buscemi in that movie? Crazy I, Eyes? Steve, yeah, Steve Buscemi is in that movie. Yeah. Knew it. Yeah. He is. Hey, Jake, did... Did it look like there were a lot of things to do in Fargo when you were watching that movie? Uh, apparently just commit a lot of crimes. I mean, that's basically the whole movie. Okay, well, we don't want to give it away to the, the listeners that haven't watched Fargo, but apparently there are a lot of crimes that happen in the movie. I haven't seen it either, listeners, in case you're wondering. 
Um, but there's also the uh, uh, occasional drop by, apparently, by Rob Bailey, who's an Instagram uh, uh, famous person. I've never heard of him. Have you heard of Rob Bailey, Eric? Hmm. Uh, I've heard the name. I've never really uh, checked his page. I've looked at any of his stuff, but I have certainly heard the name. Okay. Okay. Well, some people. Have you heard of Rob Bailey, Jake? Uh, not until today. Okay. All right. So he's. <laughs> That's how. That's the most famous person that Fargo gets is a person that <laughs> one of us has half heard of. All right. Um, so that's your glory, North Dakota. Take it and like it. Run with it. All right. The next fitness story that we had was the fitness guru that targeted Kylie Jenner on Instagram. Let's take a listen to that. In other news, in a story recently released by Yahoo News... Cassie Ho, fitness, and I'm using my air quotes here, expert, who boasts millions of followers on the gram and YouTube, made a post recently with a picture of, who else, Kylie Jenner, that said, real girls aren't perfect, and perfect girls aren't real. She went on to describe how Kylie Jenner got these looks by purchasing them indicating Kylie's use of plastic surgery and avoidance of exercise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Cassie. I'm pretty sure that's not the type of family values that Kylie grew up with. Okay? I'll have you know, Kylie's father is all about fitness. Yes! So much so that he won a gold medal. Yes! Okay? That guy is completely... Yes! I mean, utterly against plastic surgery. Huh? I haven't checked with him since about April 2015, but I'm pretty sure he's still way against plastic surgery, okay? Alright, so hmm, Casey Ho giving it to Kylie Jenner. That 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 was rough stuff. Why do you think she went after Kylie Jenner? I mean, all those, I mean, you know, all the Kardashian clan, I don't get it. They work so hard for their money. They're just continuously doing things to uplift the community. Such hard workers. Am I right, Eric? They are the epitome of what an American family is. I think they really perfectly depict, you know, what it's like to live in America in a a middle-class family. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I mean, just scraping by, working hard, Mm -hmm. totally, you know, normal father- Totally normal mother. Just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would you have to go after somebody like that? Casey Ho. Just being just being an angry woman, you know? You being need to, a hoe. I hope, I hope, hopefully, this Christmas spirit will, will fuller, fill her full of cheer. What about you guys? Cheer? I like to cheer. Okay, good. Good. All right. Um, lastly... On our, uh, well, third on the list. Sorry, not lastly. Uh, third on the list, we have Naked Guy Run Through a College college Campus. Let's listen to Naked Guy Run Through a College Campus. Police in Maryland uh, had to, are on the lookout for a man who is on the loose that uh, interrupted a Maryland student's workout uh, while he was naked. In College Park, Maryland, uh, they're looking for a man who showed up to a woman's student's workout uh, on the campus of the University of Maryland uh, naked. Um, the safety notice 
uh, said that the police were called around 5.20 uh, Monday morning to report the incident. The student said she was working out in the plaza uh, when she heard a noise behind her. When she turned around, she saw a naked man. The student said the man began to work out with her and attempted to talk to her. So this is great. So she's working out. It's 520 in the morning, and a naked dude just, like, pops out of the bushes and is like, Hey, what's up? You doing squats? Cool. There's so many fantastic parts of this story. First, there's a dude out there that thought the best idea to pick up a lady friend would be going strolling around the campus completely naked uh, at 5.30 in the morning and looking for ladies that like to work out at 5.30 in the morning. I'm guessing if they're working out at 5 in the morning, they're not the most super social type. Uh, Second, the girl stayed long enough for the naked guy to talk to her. In what scenario ever would a naked guy cruising up beside you at your 5 a.m. workout have anything worth hearing long enough before you hop out of there? Oh, hey, a naked guy's approaching me. I'm sure he has some totally sane and noteworthy points to make. I'll just hang out until he comes up and talks to me. Okay. Well, there's not too much to that story. Um, naked guy went in, saw a lady uh, working out. Apparently, before he even got there, he thought in his head, hey, you know what would be a good way to get ladies? If I just showed up while they were working out at 5.30 in the morning, naked. That's not a very good idea, in my opinion. And it didn't seem to work out well for him. But from what I've heard, he never got caught. Eric, did you ever hear anything about this guy getting caught? No, I didn't. It's funny when you said, let's listen to the... The story, I just pictured in my head just a, an audio clip of you just hearing some deep breathing and some guy just running through the forest and then just girls screaming. Well, instead, you know, that's the best part. Well, one of the best parts of the story is the dude just casually goes up to her while she's working out. It's like, hey, so what's in the rest of the workout today? And she's just, and then, as I said in the clip, he, she waited around long enough. To be like, I wonder what this naked guy's got to say to me. It's got to be something important. He's naked, obviously. It's something important that I need to hear. Jake, uh, if you were working out 5.30 in the morning and you saw... Let's 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 flip the tables, even. Let's say it's a naked lady walks up to you. <laughs> what, what do you think you would do? Would you hang around and be like, what's we, this naked lady got to say? Are, are we being honest yeah let's be honest you know ben what i would do is i would tell i would put down my dumbbells and i would say how dare you how dare you come into this establishment with no clothes no 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 no. it's not establishment if you uh in the story i I don't know if you missed that it was out in the quad she was out working outside and this this dude just sort of cruised up you know jumped over a bush or two and was like hey how's it going i don't have clothes on yeah, I would just I would just tell her, you know, how dare you come up to me when I'm trying to enjoy my peace and quiet at 5:30 in the morning and try to distract me. It's not going to work. Mm. Eric, what would you do? Well, I like to call it the old uh, the old uh, Joey from Friends. I'd simply turn, look at her, and go, "How you doing?" Uh, I I gotta be honest. I would be very suspect of a naked lady coming up to me. I actually might have to call in backup or just jump in my car 
until yeah i mean at least i would wait until there were other people up i'm not gonna risk it when everybody's asleep that's not gonna who knows what a naked lady's got going on that runs up to you while working out anyways let's move on to number four on our list number four on the list is cat yoga let's take a listen to cat yoga cat yoga is quickly becoming a fitness trend that's right the doc g show several weeks ago already told you about horse yoga guess what you can do yoga with all kinds of animals cnn recently released a story on the good muse cat shelter in marietta georgia see the pun there mm. Every week, the shelter puts a yoga class on in their adult cat room of the shelter. The owner of the shelter says that both the cats and the humans benefit from the class. I'm going to be honest. If I'm looking for a workout partner, it's probably not going to be a cat. Nope. feel like if I need a spot, a cat would most likely just look at me real judgy-like and then start licking their paw and nonchalant let me die. Now, on the other hand, if I need a sleeping partner, that would be a good spot for a cat. There's a reason they call them cat naps. They're professionals at sleeping. Yes! Okay, before we discuss cat yoga, I realized that Jake just told me, and Eric chimed in as well, that I was counting down the wrong way. Um, so, we're just going to go ahead and say that it was the top five in general. This is the fourth one we've mentioned, but I also put it as number two. I know that can be confusing to you guys out there. Either way, four or two, take it as either one. It's the fourth total, all right? Any listener confused? Nobody said anything, so I'm going to take that as they're not. Okay, good. All right, cat yoga. Jake, are you planning on taking any cat yoga sessions? Um, I'm allergic to Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, man, that was awesome. I was taking care of this cat. Uh, when was that? Like About a year ago. Now. About a year ago, I was taking care of a cat and uh, for a friend that was on, uh, was on vacation. And uh, Jake was with me, and I was like, oh, I got to go feed this cat. Is that cool with you? And he was like, yeah, that's okay. And we went over there. And, you know, the cat was running around. And, like, ten minutes after the cat was running around, I look over, and Jake's eyes are, like, four times the size that they normally are. And his nose is just running nonstop. And I was like, I don't know. I think you may be allergic to cats. He's like, I was thinking the same thing. I think I'm pretty allergic to cats. So that was a good realization we had together. Yep. I haven't been near a cat since. So, I mean, there's a positive. Well, you know, I mean... You're not going to get to do cat yoga, so... Definitely not, so... That's Eric, have you set up any cat yoga sessions? No, working on it, though. Really, uh... Trying to get it going, but a lot of people just keep laughing in my face whenever I bring it up. Well, I will tell both of you guys that that cat yoga, I don't know, there probably hasn't been any research on this, but just cats in general, petting a cat has been cl- shown to clinically uh, reduce your blood pressure. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I guess if you hate cats, which I definitely don't, but if you hate cats, I'd say that probably doesn't lower your blood pressure. Even if you're allergic? (laughs) Yeah, if you're allergic, I would say it probably kills you if you hang around them long enough. But, uh, you know, you go into some type of epileptic shock. and you know. But 
if you're just a person that's not allergic that doesn't hate cats, lowers your blood pressure. So like the other day, I was walking through campus. I saw a cat, started petting it. Blood pressure probably went down. Good for me. Anyways, let's hit the last fitness news of the year. This is number one, number five, whatever way you want to look at it. It's the fifth one we're going to talk about. And it's the follow-up to cat yoga. We found out the very next week there's goat yoga. Let's check out goat yoga. Last story. I'm excited. Here we go. Last fitness news story. Last week, I said it was going to be panda yoga. Eric, you said it was going to be sloth yoga. Can we hear the playback on that? Give that to us. What do you think the next animal to sweep the yoga scene will be? Panda bears? <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking uh, sloths. You know, they're high energy. They're very mobile. And I think they'd really help... Um, I think that really helped with motivation. Well, we were, you know, we were both wrong. Okay? It was goat yoga. Yes! Goat yoga. USA Today released a story that in New York, Oregon, and Arizona, there are locations that you can go out on a farm and do some yoga with goats. Apparently... Most goat classes are led by a professional instructor while goats wander around nibbling on your clothes or jumping on your back while you're in the table position. Huh? Apparently, Hamal Haveri, the author of the article, had some choice words and thinks that goat yoga is stupid. Wait, what? And thinks that you shouldn't just go to work out for an Instagram post. Whoa! Hamal, what are we supposed to do, all right? Work out to try and better our health and personal self-worth? That sounds horrible, all right, Hamal? This is America. America! We are slaves to stupid fitness gimmicks and work out purely for aesthetic purposes and for others' approval. Now leave me to my shake weight and magic beans while I take a selfie. Now, Jake, you're, you're not allergic to goats, right? I've never been around a goat, so... So we don't know. Yeah. Okay. Eric, you're not allergic to goats, right? No, but I have had some interesting run-ins with some goats in my day, though. Oh, yeah? Do tell an interesting run-in with a goat. Well, this was back in back in high school when I used to run cross-country, and where we would run uh, out in the woods, there was a, a barn near there, and there were a bunch of animals outside, and... They were behind a fence, and so we'd, we'd casually run by them sometimes. There, there were donkeys and sheep, and there were some goats. And one particular day, we were standing there, and this goat got an erection as we were standing there. And we all looked up, and we were like, oh, good <laughs> That goat is having a great time right now. And he was just standing there just like, what? Nothing's going on. I'm just eating this grass. Goat erections will ruin your cross-country day every day. You know, we didn't have any—we we had llamas. There were llamas around us, and I never saw a llama erection, mainly because they're not savage beasts like goats, apparently. (laughs) But I don't care. We're still going to upstate New York, and me and you and Jake, if you want to come. Definitely. Okay, good. We will do some... Did you just get choked up? I did. Okay, it was that that touching of a moment that you were like, oh, God, (laughs) goat yoga, yes! Um... 
Yeah, we're going to go to upstate New York, and we're going to do goat yoga, and then we're going to Paul Rudd's candy shop. And, uh, oh my gosh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, and, Je- well, yeah, co-owned by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I wasn't, I didn't add him in, but, you know, I mean, it, me we, we all care about Paul Rudd here. Um, anyways, guys, that is the top five uh, fitness news stories of the year. Let me give them one more time if, if you if you just walked in because I know people constantly have our show just playing and then they walk in and they're like, what happened? Oh, I missed it. Um, number five, uh, North Dakota fitness, Rob Bailey. Such a good story. That was awesome. Thanks, Rob. Uh, number four, uh, uh, Cassie Ho going at Kylie Jenner on the Instagram about perfect bodies. Number three, naked guy runs through college campus. Number two, cat yoga. And number number one, goat yoga. Yeah. This is a good list. There were a lot of important fitness stories that we went over. And by important, I mean no one's lives would be any different if we never told them about those. They'd be completely the exact same. But... Nonetheless, we went over them, so that was fun. Uh, Let's go to another clue of our birthday suit wear. Here we go. Eric, you ready? I'm ready. We're in Nantucket. Let's do it. Nantucket 93. Our birthday suit wear started singing at the age of six and writing music at the age of 11. She ended up independently releasing three albums between the age of 15 and 17. Mm-hmm. All right. Any 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 uh, any guesses there, Eric? It's not Taylor Swift, is it? That's a good guess, but no. I, I think she's a little bit older. I think than she that. is. I think she would be. What is she like? 25 now? Taylor Swift, 25. Yeah, and she's from like Tennessee. Like so yeah, something like that. I don't keep up with T yeah. Swift because I don't like her. But you know, um, that's beside the point. Christmas cheer. I'm spreading Christmas cheer. Uh, we'll come back. Keep keep it. You know, keep that in the back of your head. Six okay. started started singing. Eleven started writing music. Then release three albums, 15 to 17. Okay. Guys, we're going to take a break right now. We're actually going to listen to one of the fantastic songs, as I said. A little, you know, a little bit of a, a teaser as far as our, our guest. Um, as far as our guest, Lonely Highway. We're going to hear one of their songs right now. Uh, and then we're going to hear another one after we do the interview. But right now... We're going to hear All Night Long by Lonely Highway. And once again, they're coming in the studio here in just a few minutes. We're going to talk to, uh, we're going to, talk to Jake and Dalton from, uh, from Lonely Highway. So this is Lonely Highway on the Doc G Show with All Night Long. We'll be right back. Got nothing to do tonight, so 
come with me and I'll take you for a little ride Hop on up and scoot on in Hold on tight and we'll rock with some wailing All night long Because we got them headlights beaming down that road Going as fast as she will let me go Windows down and the radio up Raising hell till the sun comes up Got my hand on her lap, foot on the gas Times like these, you wanna make them last All night long Listen to them country songs There's no such thing as time with me only a good time and making some memories Like in suck or spinning out Come with me and that's what we'll be about So hop on up and scoot on in Hold on tight and we'll rock to some Hank Williams All night long Cause we got them headlights Beaming down that road Going as fast as she will let me go Windows down and the radio up Raising hills till the sun comes up Got my hand on her lap, foot on the gas Times like these, you wanna make them last All night long Listen to them country songs Ooh, all night, all night, all Some Hank Williams all night long Because we got them headlights Beaming down that road Going as fast as she will let me go Windows down and the radio up Raising hills till the sun comes up Got my hand on her lap Foot on the gas Times like these you wanna make them last All night long Listen to them country songs Guys, we are back. That was Lonely Highway with their song All Night Long. Fantastic jam. We're going to talk to them here in just a few minutes in the studio. But before we get to that here on the Christmas uh, special, it's like any other show. We've got to have our sports update. And we do have bowl games going on, but we don't have the regular season games anymore. So we got to switch over now. Instead of NCAA football, we've got to talk some NBA basketball. Yes! So... Eric, let's go ahead and and recap where we're at as far as the standings of the East Coast and the West Coast. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, fire it off, man. All right, starting in the East at the number eight spot, we got the Bucks at a thirteen and thirteen. They're at five hundred right now. 
just lost recently, but they're making some improvements. We got the Hawks at number seven at 14 and 14, another 500. The Chicago Bulls with D Wade on them now is at 14 and 13, just above 500. We got the Knicks at number five at 15 and 13. Looks like some chemistry is going on with Porzingis, D Rose, and Carmelo. Number four, we got the Charlotte Hornets, surprisingly, at 16 and 13. Number three, we got the Celtics at 16 and 12 on a three-game win streak that's the highest one right now in the east that is number two we've got the raptors at 20 and 8 on a two-game win streak and then number one no shocker is the cleveland cavaliers at 20 and 6 on a two-game win streak as well and flipping it over to the western conference starting off at number eight spot we get the trailblazers at 13 and 17 actually worse than the east which is surprising Number seven is OKC, the Thunder, 16 and 12. Russell Westbrook is really carrying that team with all of his triple doubles. Number six, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies at 18 and 12. Number five, we've got the Utah Jazz, surprisingly, in my opinion, at 18 and 11. Number four, we've got the Houston Rockets at 21 and 8. Number three, we've got the Clippers at 21 and 8 as well. Number two is, no shocker there, the San Antonio Spurs at 23 and 5. And number one, surprise, not really, Golden State Warriors, 25 and 4. Both the Spurs and the Warriors are on a five-game win streak, which is the highest in all of the NBA. Nice. Nice recap. Very, Thank uh, you. Very exciting. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I do have to say uh, Terrence and Claude were very excited about Golden State and Cleveland playing. Eh, I'm a little bit on the fence because I don't think either of them. I mean, they're going to show their hand to an extent. They want to play on Christmas, but it's not a playoff game. Like, you know, it's not going to be that exciting, you know. Uh, but I want to ask both of you, did you, uh, either of you guys, uh, Eric can go first, did did you see the Warriors fan hit a shot for $5,000? Uh, I did not. Yeah, he hit a half-court shot for $5,000. Did you see that, Jake? I saw it this morning. Yeah, yeah, you catch the recap. The only thing that I was a little shocked by, I was like, 5000 What the hell was that? That's yeah. all Golden State could spring for was 5000 <laughs> Like, I mean, I remember a Frasier episode where Niles won a free truck for hitting it from half court. And all you got now, I mean, let's think about inflation. That came on like 10 years ago. We can't spring for like 20000 25000 Jeez. Come on, guys. Trucks, trucks were about 5000 then, and a ticket to a movie was about a nickel. So. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. Here's another <laughs> NBA uh, update. Shaquille O'Neal getting a statue in front of Staples Center before Kobe gets a statue, right? Kobe was a lifetime Laker. And what was Shaq on, like, 27 teams? And he's getting he's getting a, a statue before, before Kobe. What do you think about that, Eric? Um, you know, I don't, I don't really have any... I don't have any problem with it, really. You know, I think Shaq, well, he definitely played before Kobe, so I think it's only right that he gets a statue before Kobe does. But but, but Kobe played his whole career. He was a lifetime Laker. That's my big thing. He was a lifetime Laker. Won five, almost doubled the amount of trophies that, that Shaq won there. Like, that's, that's my thing. But, you know, I guess. But, I mean, you know, if they're going to make a, a, a statue, Orlando's going to have to make a statue. And the Heat are going to have to make a statue. And Phoenix <laughs> is going to have to make a statue. And Cleveland's going to have to make a statue. And Boston's going to have to make a statue. And 
what other teams? I don't know. Did he play for any other teams? I can't remember. I think I got them all. I, I, I didn't realize he was on that many. Yeah, he was on some really – there were some really crappy ends, especially the the Boston one. I think that was just sad. I always forget that he used to play for Boston. Yeah. I always forget that. Yeah, that was that was a sad one right there. Um, So – Here's another. This is another sports topic here. Christian, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette. I've heard so much about both of them. I want to puke. Um, they're not playing in either of their prospective bowls. I don't care. Should any of us actually care? I mean, they're not in the playoffs. Eric, do you care? I couldn't care about either of them. If they want to go to the NFL and they want to start preparing for it, then fine. Do whatever you want. I wouldn't want to play in a game either yeah well that, i mean that that's my whole idea on on the topic too is i'm like it's their decision if they if they want to play with their team and do their team deal they do their team deal if they want to you know save their bodies if that's what they're looking at then that's cool whatever right is that and what you, you think? i mean my my thinking is is like i understand it means a lot for the fans it means a lot for the those teams that are playing in those bowl games but it's not a playoff game the the lifetime or the the span of a career for NFL running back is only like five years on average. Three and a half. Three and a half. So I totally agree with their. This is a business. This is a business decision. This is a career decision. I totally agree with what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, anything else on that one? Yeah, you, I mean, you know, if like if one of them or both of them in some weird event that they if they were to get injured in that game and it really hurt their chances of going to the NFL or made them stay in college even longer, you know, people would be saying, "Oh, well, you know, I think they should have the right to not play in these games if they want to pursue the NFL." So it's you know, you'll always have a both sides to it. Yeah, it's reactionary to the media. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, right back to the NBA real quick. I forgot about this one. Uh, Boogie Cousins, just the other night, which, by the way, still flabbergasted. Flabbergasted that you didn't know his name was Boogie. That blew me away. Um, I know. Every time I see that, I'm like, ha, I know who that is. <laughs> I've, I've decoded that. That's no longer a secret, everybody. Um, Boogie almost got thrown out. He got ejected, and then they brought him back because they decided that apparently he didn't throw his mouthpiece like they thought he did. But he scored 55 points, and everybody basically is saying he's a menace to society is pretty much what he's saying, the NBA society. Here's my idea, right? Steve uh, Sarkeesian just got hired by Nick uh, Saban at Alabama. How about we just bring Boogie Cousins along for like a rehab program? Because that seems like what Nick Saban's running over there is a rehab program, right? Let's just throw him in there, see what he can do. Maybe a tight ends coach or something like that, right? Is that a good idea? I mean, tell me, uh, I'll just segue right in there. Steve uh, Steve Sarkeesian, what do you think about that idea at uh, Alabama, Eric? Um... Did you I hear really, about I mean, that, first of all? Just making sure. I Yeah, no, I did. I'm trying to, because it was last week when they talked about it, right? They got brought up last week. or old news. Bring yeah. me new news. Good Lord. I thought this was a Christmas special with fancy stuff on it. Come on. Yeah, come on. Let's be more up to date, won't you? Um, no, I mean, I really have no problem with it. You know, it's whatever the guy wants to do. It's his choice. Uh, if he wants to move on, then let him. Sometimes I, I, think, I think Nick Saban really is like, let's see, I bet people are going to get pissed off by this. Let's see if I can take the guy that people will least think will be successful. But, I mean, he knows this guy is a great offensive coordinator. He's just got a checkered off-the-field past. And Nick Saban's like, hey, I'm a hard 
I can keep people in line. It doesn't matter how crazy they are off the field. I'll keep them in line, right? Jake, what do you think? I think he's a great coach. I think it was a thing was a solid move on Saban's part. He's just, you know, he's just molding lives and rolling the tide. All right, so that's that does it. That's that's uh, that's all I got for for college football. Let's go ahead and move on. I'm going to go to Eric's favorite NFL. Eric, have you switched from your your ideas as far as what we had on the show prediction wise as far as the Super Bowl? Hmm. Which one? The first one or the so, last? One uh, obviously, did? yeah, no, the last <sighs> one, not not the first one. We we know you've moved on from those picks. I think Arizona is going to make a comeback in these past, <laughs> in these next two weeks. Dude, speaking of Arizona, did you see Floyd's alcohol level for his no. DUI? His alcohol level was 0. .21. 0. .21 when they took his, uh, the breathalyzer. That is impressive. That is like three times over the legal limit. You are really putting away some booze there. And then you said, you know what? Screw it. I'm driving. That was a bad decision on Floyd's part. I just that you you reminded me with the whole Arizona thing. That guy was lit. He um, he was, and now he's in a lot of trouble for it. But no, I mean though no, he's with uh, New England now, so um, I you know I want to stay with New England because it seems like the safe pick. But I'm telling you, Oakland is a good freaking team. They are. Cars cars an impressive quarterback. They're loose cannons Car, over there. Amari Cooper, that defense is good, but I think what's going to happen is in the playoffs their you know their youth and their inexperience will show and they won't. I think they'll probably they might win one game, but I don't think they'll make it past two. Um but I'm going to go right now Pittsburgh is on a five game win streak. If they can win this sun, uh, yeah, this Sunday against Baltimore, um, I'm putting them right neck and neck with New England. So in AFC, it's kind of a toss-up. I'll go with New England right now just because it's a very safe pick. But they've got injuries, and I think you know, um, you know, some noise is going to be made between Oakland and Pittsburgh. Nice, nice. Okay, last question before we bring in Lonely Highway because they're they're ready and anxious to go, and I'm ready and anxious to get this interview out. All right. Uh, so let's hear real quick. Eric, who's your pick for MVP in the uh, National Football League? Oh, I would say Dallas Cowboys offensive line, but I can't do that because they all can't win it. No. Uh, yeah, that's last I checked. Can't have an offensive line win it. No. Yeah. But um, I'm probably – I would go with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. That is a yep. good – that is a popular choice. A lot of people like that. Jake, what do you got? MVP. Uh, I got – I'm going to go with it's Dak Prescott or Tom Brady. Ooh, okay, okay. You got to give me one. Flip the coin. Just Tell one? me which one. It's going to be Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady. We got Tom Brady and, and, and Ezekiel Elliott. Both good choices. All right, that does it for our sports update. But before we bring in Lonely Highway, let's go over one more time. Birthday suit, third uh, clue. Here we go. Her first album... Oh, wait. I almost skipped a clue. Ooh, that would have given it away. Oh, that would have ruined Christmas for everyone. Okay. Third clue. Here we go. Before breaking through as an independent artist, she wrote songs for Hunter Hayes, Rascal Flatts, R5, and Sabrina Carpenter. 
She has writing credits for all of these artists. Any idea? We already know it's not Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, I feel like I do know this because I've heard that before. Born in 1993, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So she's only 23, 24 years old. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. No, I'm going to say no right now because I'm going to wait till the next clue. But yeah, don't I, worry. This next clue, after we come back from uh, interviewing Lonely Highway, you will you will nail it with it. But, sweet. But, all right, guys, are you ready to bring in the band? Definitely. Okay, I'm bringing in the band. We are going to interview Lonely Highway. We will be right back with Jake and Dalton from Lonely Highway. Keep it here on the Doc G Show. All right, guys, we are back. As I told you before in the show, we are in the studio with Dalton, the guitarist, and Jake, the drummer, from a fantastic country band, Lonely Highway. First things first, Dalton, I got to ask you. Yeah, man. Are you named after Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse? Actually, that is kind of how I am kind of named. I was kind of named from him and actually Darren Dalton from the Phillies. He was actually a World Series catcher for them, I think, back in the 80s. But that was like my dad's favorite baseball player. So it was kind of a mixture between the two. Because actually my dad's name is Wade. And that's Patrick Swayze's like, I, partner in that movie. So I was gonna it say, fit perfectly. I was going to say, <laughs> if I dyed my hair... I feel like I could be Wade from that movie. I could channel my inner Sam hey, Elliott. Look, and that's we can be Wade and Dalton again. Oh, look at that. Man, <laughs> magic has already set off in the studio. That is fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, so you guys, Lonely Highway, who all is in the band? How long have you been playing together? And uh, where did the name come from? You don't have to answer them in that order if you don't want to. Um, well, I'm Dalton McKelvey. I'm the rhythm electric guitarist, I guess you should say. I'm Jacob Milton. Uh, I'm the drummer. And uh, we have a couple other band members who couldn't make it today. But uh, <laughs> we got. No need to call anybody out. It's right, fine. right, right. <laughs> but uh, we got Trey Sapp, who's our lead guitarist, uh, Carrie Lucas, which is our bass player. And Tyler Orberg, which and Trey Orberg, which are our two singers. So, um, so where the where the name come from? Lonely Highway. Okay, we get asked this quite a bit actually, but it's not as sad as it seems. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're from Baker County, which is like 30 minutes west of uh, of UNF, I guess. But where we're from is really backwoodsy area mm-hmm. so a lonely highway means just a dirt road yeah. and when we were in high school that's what you did on the weekends you went to lonely yeah well, i mean we still do it so <laughs> you on weekends you just go around pick some buddies up in the truck and that's what you go on his lonely highway i know i know i uh i had a lonely highway beside myself uh uh in high school it was uh, old rough road that was the name of it <laughs> see that's that's where it came from so okay good time that makes sense how long have you guys been playing together uh actually me and jacob kind of started this whole deal back in so i got the originators right the originators um i think what we were in the 11th grade yeah something like that and um so we kind of actually just started learning how to play our instruments and he learned a song i learned a song kind of mashed it together and we're like boom connection so uh, we were like, you know what? Let's try to start a band, like every high school kid wants to do. What and was that? What was that first song? 
Oh man, it was. Then by Brad Paisley. Yes. All right. Well, that's not an easy. Any Brad Paisley song, that's not easy. Oh no, he's impressive, man. But uh, so that's that's the song we learned, and we were like, let's start a band. So I was actually working at a fast food joint. And uh, Trey Sapp, our lead guitarist, was working there. And he was like, hey, man, you know, I can play lead a little bit. I was like, yeah, come over and jam with me and Jacob one day. And he did. And that's where we found our lead guitarist. So that connection was set. I think we we played. played we played two gigs. And they were for free for about ten people. And it was just like a little get-together. <laughs> friends and family that was all it was and we was like hey we might can make something of this we just need a singer <laughs> yeah because i was singing at the time and it wasn't too great <laughs> but uh so actually one of the kids that we went to high school with which was tyler warburg um we got a hold of him one day and was like hey man what are you doing just come over and sing with us a little bit he did and kind of started practicing around with him well he's like i got my brother he can sing harmonies with me and he can play pretty much any instrument you want so he came in and that was a connection never heard harmonies like that in my life so just went along the way uh got a small town manager uh found a bass player with him along the road it didn't quite work out like we wanted it to so uh we moved on from that found us another bass player and that's where we're at today nice 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 um so speaking along those sort of same lines you know you've had some new members come in you've had some changes uh you guys had to have had sort of different influences as far as the music that you guys sort of are inspired by oh yeah so who would you say you know you're inspired by as opposed to jake and you know your other members is there any like really weird like is anybody into like some like really like you know one direction or something that you okay (laughs) that's funny because actually me and jake are kind of i would say influenced pretty much by the same people i guess that's kind of what drove us together to start playing i mean we all listen to varieties of music like I'm i'm more old school and rock rock and roll that type deal and but we all listen to the old old country music and we're big on country too so yeah new country rap i mean a lot of people don't think that we'd be into rap but that's a big influence uh what rap are you most into oh man i like me some little wayne more of the old rock or the old rap and t-pain and some tupac (laughs) okay all right but uh Trey Orberg though was actually in a folk band, our backup or our uh, backup singer Harmony, whatever guy you want to call him. But he was in a folk band, and that when he came into the group just brought a whole new direction in the kind of music that we were wanting to do. So I mean, when you listen to our songs, you'll hear an influence of kind of a bunch of different stuff. So it gives you a good mold. You, you see that a little bit more in newer country, anyways. You've got oh yeah, a little bit more of a of a blend. Um, so speaking along those lines, since I got the guitarist and I've got the drummer in in the studio, uh, who would you say your favorite guitarist is, Dalton? Uh, for me, I would probably have to say Kurt Allison and Noah Henson. Okay, okay, strong in the in the country feel. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, Kurt Allison being the lead guitarist for Jason Aldean, which is top of the charts right there and then noah henson or for brantley gilbert i mean he's the dude's bad so definitely jake who would you say the favorite guitarist is for you 
my favorite guitarist got to be Slash. Okay. Got to be Slash. And drummer. Drummer's Rick Allen for uh, Def Leppard. He's got a cool story. Very impressive, right? He uh, was in a Corvette driving down the road way too fast. Definitely. Uh, lost control of his Corvette. Woke up. His arm was across the road. Didn't have an arm. Uh, went to the doctor. They sewed it back on said, hey, you'll be good. Uh, then came back the next day and said, oh, bad news. We got to take your arm back off. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the worst part of the story for me. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that's horrible. Like, you're bad all news. excited. You're like, yes, I got my arm back. We're going to have to take that off. <laughs> oh, man. But he's the been the drummer, still is the drummer, drums with one arm. I mean, his you, you got you to gotta see him live because his feet are just going banana oh, sandwich. Man, it's, it's crazy. There's something just, else. They're going all over the place. So that is. That is a very impressive, impressive drummer. Um, so I was talking to you guys before we went on here about uh, finding the right songs to please the crowd. And you know, as you're an up-and-coming band, yeah, even though your your originals are great, you know, a lot of times people want to hear those cover songs that they just sort of know and can sing along with. What's that sort of go-to cover? that you guys go to that you you think is gonna just please the crowd that's that's like can't you see yes can't you see that's uh that's a classic right there now see that me me and my band that's what we we used to play that song all the time that is a it's a song anywhere and everybody knows exactly that is that I'll, i'll definitely agree with that one that's a good cover any others uh friends in low places that yeah, that that would get the crowd singing with you quick. If they're drunk enough, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of uh, gigs, uh, you guys recently played Bo- uh, Boot Sports Bar. That was December 9th. How'd that go? It, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, big crowd, fun, energetic as always. Um, I'll tell you, we played at St. Simon's Island the night after that, and uh, that's in I believe Savannah. Or, no, 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 I know, yeah, it, it's northern Georgia, whatever it is, but uh, that that was a fun place. It's it's a smaller bar, but the amount of people that they pack in there is just crazy, and the energy is just crazy. And well, no standing room, that's what we like to see. <laughs> as long as people are paying attention to you and go, grooving along with music, that's what you want. Exactly. So, speaking of gigs, um... One time, the band that I was in, uh, we were booked uh, for a Grateful Dead tribute festival. And the bad thing about that was we had never played a Grateful Dead song for that <laughs> festival. But our, our the guy that was uh, booking the gigs was like, yeah, 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 I'll work. Uh, just l- learn a couple of songs. So we were like, we got there and we were like, we'll learn like three or four songs and we'll be good. And as soon as we got there, we realized that all they wanted to hear was Grateful Dead songs. So we ended up playing like four songs that we'd never played before together. It was just on the whim, and we realized they really did not want us there. Have you, <laughs> have you guys ever played a, a, a gig that you were like, you know what, I don't know if this is matching our style right now? Absolutely. I mean, it, what? Okay, we first started out because we were into 
a lot of newer country Mm -hmm. and that was a thing we had to work on as you know we grew as a band is you know people if they don't know your they want to hear music that they know Mm -hmm. and a lot of the bars that we were playing in were older bars you know not calling anybody old but i mean they they yeah they had honky tonks there you go but um there was there was a bar that we played at in uh, it was somewhere out in callahan i think but uh there was like nobody there and even though there was nobody there it was still a fun time because i mean we just love yeah we gotta play we love playing music five people that were there they liked us yeah but, <laughs> but i mean sometimes just the vibe when we were playing there it's just like it wasn't there it wasn't as energetic as you wanted it to be so you couldn't get into it as much as you wanted to. I, I feel i feel like you could get that riff playing country where you have sort of those old school country people right. that want to hear hank and cash and waylon jennings and willie nelson and they don't want to hear the new Jason Aldean, that kind of right. stuff, and so I would sort of guess that sometimes you have that in a lot. Yeah, of and that, I mean that's the problem because I mean we're all young, you know, not that far out of high school. Most of us are still in college, um, but you want to. We're trying to connect with a younger crowd, but a younger crowd is not always going to be at the bars. That's why we so, got a variety of songs. I mean, we play it all from you know the Jason Aldean, Jayco, into Bon Jovi and Hank and, and Cash. Yeah. So we we have... All across the board. Yeah. Exactly. We have learned that everywhere you go, everybody likes different types of music. So so speaking along uh, uh, country singers, if you guys could have your choice of, of collaborating with anyone on the country scene right now, who would you say your choice would be? You Who do you think would match best with your band? Are we talking about big singers or just anybody? A- anybody that's a country singer right now on on the on the market. Well, I'll tell you this, um, which I don't know if a lot of people know who this guy is. If you listen to country, you should. But he's an upcoming artist. His name is John Langston. Mm-hmm. If you've never heard of him, you need to check him out. Uh, I will check him out. I have not heard of him. Yeah, he's got some good stuff, man. And uh, it's that newer country, mm-hmm. like people are iffy about. But I mean, we love his music. And I mean, we play a couple of his cover songs, and I mean that—that's one person I just yeah. love to do a cover with or something. Yeah, just play with him, open up with him, something. We'll get him in here. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll put mark that down on the list. That's right. <laughs> uh, so outside of country, who would be outside of country that you would most want to do a song with? JB. <laughs> Justin Biebs, is that what oh, we're saying? Oh, yeah, the old Biebs. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> no, um, let's see here. That's a good question. Yeah, who do you think? You got any You got any classic rock ideas, maybe pop ideas? I mean, you could do somebody old school. You could think, I mean, you know, you get Slash in there just to yeah, work, a, work a song. I'm a Guns N' Roses fanatic, and that would be awesome to get to play with them or get to meet them guys yeah uh, what's that on the voice Adam Levine, Adam Levine Maroon 5 yes Adam Levine uh, Adam uh, Levine that, would be, be a good one guy. he can sing with about anybody yeah I mean you got you got your choice on, on the voice you could I mean Blake Shelton obviously in country but I mean 
good choice. Pharrell. Pharrell can basically Pharrell, yes. do uh, a song with anyone and make it sound good. It's amazing. Um, so along with that, uh, I, I, I did a little research on your band, and I was looking through the pictures, and when I was looking through the pictures of your concerts, I noticed there was some Georgia Bulldog paraphernalia, mainly on Jake and on Dalton, not so much on the other <laughs> band members. Would you say that Georgia Bulldogs are your team? It's our team, mine and Dalton. <laughs> but uh, the, as far as the other guys in the band, it, they're uh, we. It's crazy. We got six guys in the band, and me and Dalton are the dogs, and then our two lead singers, Tyler and Trey, are the Seminoles, and then we got Carrie and. Uh, Trey, the bass and lead guitar player, they are Gator fans. So it's kind of a, <laughs> it's a diverse, and we get we get in disputes about it, especially <laughs> when when your team ain't doing it so hot, you know. But hey, you guys got to rebuild, man. You got a new coach. You're working on it. That's right. right that's right. I under, I understand. I've been in a rebuilding time period with my team for the last 12 years we'll go ahead and skip right over who that is um so i heard it we heard a song earlier (laughs) in the show uh we're gonna go here beach chair now that's what we're gonna hear now you got anything on beach chair as far as like inspirations for what what went into the song um yeah it was my senior trip oh god Uh, i love i love senior trips and we were in Destin, mm. and we were sitting out on the beach, looking up at the moon, just having a grand old time. And I was like, you know what, Trey? Because I had Trey totally, Zach with me there. Totally sober, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, we were just out there. We had our guitars on the sand, playing music for the girls. You know, serenading them, and we were just started writing some songs, and that's what we came about. Was a beach chair. Awesome, awesome. So, guys, uh, want to thank you uh, for coming into the studio today to do this. Um, I want to thank, uh, as far as the rest of the band that could not be here, but I want to thank them for writing this awesome music. What we're going to hear on the show is Beach Chair. Once again, uh, Dalton and Jake, thanks for coming. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to this. We'll be right back after Beach Chair. Shine, shining, radio blasting with the gears grinding down the highway, the one way down to the ocean side. All the boys piled up in the back seat with a pretty girl sitting right next to me. Y'all grab the cooler, it's time to roll. I'm kicking back at the beach in a lawn chair, breathing in that fresh, salty air. Only got time and a cold one. In my head, a flip flops on the bottom with a pop top. Yeah, I'm hoping this time will never stop. Y'all rage those cups up in the air for a good time in a beach chair. I got the waves rolling. Surf time coming, little corn to keep the time flowing on the white sand. The girls would dance 
all summer long A moonlight dancing off the ocean With a hint of some love potion That will get to me and hit me just right Yeah, I'm loving this summertime Kicking back at the beach in a lawn chair Breathing in that fresh salty air Only got time and a cold one in my hand A flip-flops on the bottom with a pop-top Yeah, I'm hoping this time will never stop Y'all raise those cups up in the air For a good time in a beach chair For a good time in a beach Breathing in that fresh salty air Only got time and a cold one in my head I flip-flops on the bottom with a pop-top Yeah, I'm hoping this time will never stop Y'all raise your scuffs up in the air For a good time in a beach chair For a good time in a beach chair for a good time in a beach chair All right, that was Beach Chair. As you heard from Dalton, that song came from a classic trip to the beach. A little bit of a senior beach trip right there. A little inspiration for that jam. Good song. Great band. They're going to do some great things. As soon as I hear some updates as far as where they're playing next, I'll let you guys know so you can be informed. Now, while we were listening to Beach Chair, uh, Jake just gave me some uh, interesting information he was actually named, Jake's middle name is Dalton, correct, Jake? That is correct. And you were named after the two same people, exactly. Dalton, the fixture, fictional character from Roadhouse, and Darren Dalton, the catcher. Correct. Yep. Uh, Roadhouse is probably like Patrick Swayze's second best film behind Dirty Dancing, and you know my dad was just a huge fan of that film. And a huge fan of baseball, and of course, you know, it's October, that's the month I was born. So my dad was like, you know, what what are the odds? Those two same people. That is ridiculous. I don't know. And then obviously, first name Jake, drummer's name Jake. I'm Jake. I mean, you guys got to do a collabo at some point. Um, do they need a bassist? Actually, they just filled that position. Okay. I don't know. You I think you were using the bathroom when we were going over that. When they filled the position or when <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. You you stepped out and they filled it, man. I'm sorry. That's... Of course they would. Yeah. Anyway. They're like he's on the. <laughs> we got a guy. All right. Well, don't worry. We're gonna fill it in. Well, that was Lonely Highway, guys. Great band, as I said. The first song uh, that we heard was All Night, uh, and then we just heard Beach Chair. Both great jams. Great band. Uh, if you want more, you can you can check out their Instagram. It's tagged on our Instagram page, so check them out there. Um, or once I find out what live shows they'll be doing next, because they're going to get some more info when the new year comes around, we'll let you guys know. All right? Uh, but for all you regular listeners, um, before we get to our outro, 
we are going to finish up a birthday suit. Um, so, Eric, are you ready for the last last question? Or last clue? I hope so. You can get this one. I have full faith. Here we go. All right. The last clue. Well, actually, this isn't the last clue, but this is the last clue. I know you're going to get it on it. Um, here we go. Her first album was titled simply Title. And... The song, the smash hit from that album, was called All About the Bass. Oh, um, oh, Megan Trainer. There it is. Ding, ding, ding. Give me the applause. There it is. Fantastic. It is Megan Trainer. I knew that one was going to give it away, obviously. But, you know, very talented lady, that Megan Trainer. You know? Actually, uh, fun fact, back in the day when we all used to work in the gym together, yeah. um, it was in the morning shift when I worked that 6 to 9 shift before you Your favorite in. shift, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, when it was still dark outside. Her song would be playing, and I would dance to it, and our old buddy Nick, um, he would uh, he would just hate it when I danced because I would mouth the lyrics to him, and I'd dance in front of him. He'd be like, dude, stop dancing like that in front of me, and I just kept doing it. <laughs> It didn't stop you because they're so infectious because you're all yeah. about that bass, too. I understand. I am. Uh, you're, uh, you could be categorized as a Megatron, then, because that's what her fans are categorized as. They, no, they, that's bull. They, you can't steal that name. They call themselves Megatrons, and I feel like it's fairly close. I mean, Megan Trainer, Megatron. That's good. Jake, yeah, are you okay with Decepticon. that? I mean, whatever works for them. <laughs> Uh, in case you guys didn't know, she has won three ASCAP awards, two Billboard Music Awards, a People's Choice Award, and one Grammy. So happy happy birthday to Megan Trainer, uh, and Merry Christmas to her too. Am I right? Am I right? Listen, listen. As a as a uh, a former Transformers cartoon watcher back in you know elementary school days. And a fan of the first couple of movies. The last one kind of sucked. That's bullcrap. You can't steal that name Megatron because that's just ripping off the cartoon. And that's a completely different character anyway. Well, there was also a football player that did it too. But Yeah, Calvin Johnson. Uh, but he's cool though, so. <laughs> hey, whoa. Our birthday suit wearer is cool enough because she is the birthday suit wearer. Before we ruin Christmas for people, let's go <laughs> ahead and move on to the outro. As all of our fans know, the millions out there that are listening, what we end the show with now is the Paul Rudd update. Amen! And what is our update today? Well, I'm going to inform the viewers that don't know what one of his first major acting gigs was. Now, in the break, we were talking about it. Eric, you know what this was. What was the uh, acting gig that he, he first got? It was a commercial for, I believe, Nintendo? Nintendo, yes, the brand correct, but it was actually for Super Nintendo... The Machine, uh, yeah. Excuse me. It, it's pretty great, too. If you haven't watched it, listeners, go ahead and go to YouTube. Check it out. It's pretty hilarious because he goes to this giant screen, and he pulls out the console, and he slams the actual cartridge in, and it gets all intense, and the narrator's like, when you decide to step up to this kind of power, this kind of challenge, this kind of flying, crashing feeling, when you get serious... There's only one place to come. Super Nintendo. Right? You did really well with that. Thanks. Thanks. I've been practicing. I, yeah. I think that's uh, going to be my big breakthrough. 
is narrating those commercials. Am I right? <laughs> that was, not, I mean, that was impressive. Good, thanks. I'm glad. But that was Paul Rudd back in 91. I'll tell you, that guy doesn't age either. If you guys go watch that clip, that is 25 years ago. He was at the time, what is he, 47 now? So he was 22 years young, and now he looks the exact same, 47. He looks the exact same in that commercial as he did when he uh, was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, exactly. God, hats off to you, Paul Rudd. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you know? Merry Christmas to everybody, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, Jake? Merry Christmas to you, Doug G. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you, Eric. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you, to you too, Eric. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ben and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to everyone out there and Lonely Highway. Thank you for coming, Lonely Highway, to the studio. We had a great time doing this show. It was a fantastic Christmas special, at least I think so. Hopefully everyone out there listening will have a great Christmas. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We will come back after a week and a half. And we will be back on the regular schedule of the podcast, guys. Uh, But until then, it's been Doc G and... Eric Cirillo. And... Jake Dalton. Uh, Finish it. Last name Parlor. There we go. And this has been the Doc G Show. And until next time, zip it up and zip it out.